useful here to provide a potted history of libertarianism, which, which you and I have both both written about you far more than me. I, I just really wrote one article on it. But mm-hmm. can we talk about how the how how this interacts in the U.S. context after 1945 to give people a sense of the difference between Austrian school and Chicago school and libertarianism and sort of the, the mm-hmm. Habsburg thing, this neo-positivist thing that comes out of like the Vienna circle. Um, it's yeah. pretty complicated and you're the guy it to is. provide a uh, sort of lay of the land here. Yeah. And it gets even worse if you try to go back into the 19th century. And I mean, the, the reason why I think it's worth talking about, not just for like antiquarian interests, is there actually is currently like a real kind of quote unquote fight for the soul of libertarianism happening in the United States specifically within the Libertarian Party. And many people who are committed, self-understood libertarians are like um, really uh, horrified by the way things are going inside the ranks of libertarianism. And they're trying to actually often write books to kind of write their own narrative. So if some of your listeners might have noticed this article in The New Yorker a few months ago by Benjamin Wallace Wells, it's by a couple of books that are sort of like Books that are like rending their garments about the loss of the of the the virtuous abolitionist um, feminist uh, self realizing anarchism of the 19th century in favor of and this is where you need to explain what happened in the 20th century um, the often quite violently xenophobic and even scientifically racist and sometimes quite openly fascist authoritarian versions of libertarianism that now dominates the Libertarian Party itself in, ironically, the, the name of something called the Mises Caucus. So potted history of it goes, I guess, a little bit like this, that this intellectual tradition version of neoliberalism is usually uh, built around something called the Montpelerin Society that Friedrich Hayek starts in 1947. Milton Friedman's at the first meeting, it becomes a kind of a big tent space for people who have different emphases in their idea of how free market capitalism can be restored in a period when they see like New Deal style liberalism, um, labor, welfareism, and sort of French and German social democracy supposedly, you know, swamping individual liberty. So in the 50s and 60s, it's kind of a big tent where you have people who have often quite different ideas of